Look at that. In ancient yeah. Rome, no burials were allowed within the city walls. Christians buried their dead outside of Rome, in the catacombs. I'm teaming up with Tom Rankin, an American architect living and teaching in Rome. We've rented bikes and are bound for one of these catacombs. Dozens of ancient catacombs circle Rome a couple miles beyond its walls. Many are open to the public. We're visiting perhaps the largest and most historic, the Catacombs of San Callisto. Land was expensive, so poor Christians dug their tombs many stories deep on land shared by a few wealthy Christians. Many of the first Christians buried here were later recognized as martyrs and saints. Others carved out niches nearby to bury their loved ones close to these early Christian heroes. They dug over 300 miles of tomb-lined tunnels with networks of galleries five layers deep. There were half a million tombs in this catacomb alone. Of all the rooms in these catacombs, this is probably the most historic. In the third century, nine popes were buried here. The third century. And pilgrims over the centuries have come down here to worship at their tombs. It feels like a chapel, doesn't it? In fact, in the fourth century, it was converted into a chapel. And uh, one of the martyrs was beheaded right here on this altar. A pope? When he was worshiping, yes. Praying here was considered a slap in the face of the emperor. Is the skylight and actually from ancient times. Yeah, to get a little light and ventilation. So it would have felt a lot like it feels right now. Very much so. You would have had these oil-burning lamps embedded in the walls. And you can read the actual now Each of these niches was covered with a plaque, which would give you information on who was buried here. This one refers to someone named uh, Fabiano, who was Bishop of Rome and Martus. That's a very important symbol telling you that this here. person was a martyr. The bones are long gone, but symbolic carvings decorate the walls. The fish stood for Jesus. The anchor was a camouflaged cross. And the phoenix with a halo symbolized the resurrection. By the Middle Ages, these catacombs were abandoned and forgotten. Centuries later, they were rediscovered, and romantic tourists in the Grand Tour would visit by candlelight. Legends grew about Christians hiding out to escape persecution. But these catacombs are not hiding places, simply underground cemeteries. Rome's ancient wall stretches 11 miles. It protected the city until Italy was united in 1870. From gates like this, grand roads fanned out to connect the city with its empire. The Appian Way, Rome's gateway to the east, was the largest and fastest road yet, the wonder of its day. Called the Queen of Roads, and very straight as Roman engineers were fond of designing, it stretched 400 miles to Naples and on to Brindisi, from where Roman ships sailed to Greece and Egypt. These are the original stones. Tombs of ancient big shots lined the Appian Way like billboards. With its million people, ancient Rome needed lots of water. Grand aqueducts carried a steady stream into town.
they still seem to gallop toward the city, as they did 2,000 years ago. So these aqueducts provided all of Rome's water? Yeah, aqueducts were the Achilles heel of Rome. All you had to do to bring down the city was knock down one of these arches. Oh, yeah. In fact, in the 6th century, the barbarians did just that. Rome shriveled up. Really? Wow. No more water. Great way to conquer a big city. Mm-hmm. These days, this aqueduct park is a favorite with locals for walking the dog or burning off some of that pasta. Springs in the surrounding hills fed the aqueducts. Even after 20 years of Roman visits, I'm still enjoying new discoveries. Tom showed me a special spring, the emperor's favorite. It's called Aquasanta, the holy water. 